0: Hi, I'm Dessa, and welcome back to Roll The Bones. Hello friends of the internet, I am very glad to have you here. It's been a while since the last episode and that is simply due to the fact that I've been very busy, I guess. A lot has happened since I last left you. Um, I guess let's get right into it. Last time we spoke, I was at the border to Gr- uh, from Greece to Turkey, that way around. Because Michel had to go to Germany for a couple of days. Um, and we had stopped right before the border. For whatever reason. We didn't really have any reason. But luckily we did. Because we met a guy there. Who told us about this um, testing that the dogs need. In order to... I mean, entering Turkey is fine. But they're not allowed to leave Turkey without the testing. And you have to do the testing before you go into the country. And it takes a couple of weeks to arrive. So us having to go to, to Turkey the next day or the day after that, um, that wouldn't work out. So we had to completely reschedule and found a spot where I can just drive Michel over the border with the dog staying in Michel's van. He is going to, I'm going to take him to the next biggest city and then he can take a bus to Istanbul to then catch his plane there. That was the plan. So the morning of his flight, we start off very early in the morning and we come to the border (laughs) and first things is like, I think the border is closed. And it's something that you're not really used to when you grow up in Europe, at least, or I guess anywhere where you don't like cross borders regularly. But something I've learned on this journey is that some borders have opening and closing times. So you're not allowed to always pass from country to country. Um... But there was like this one guy and he searched the van and we were able to, to exit Greece and then drive through the like unclaimed land area which was very creepy and looked like a minefield out of a movie. Um, to then get into the Turkish controls and they check our passports, everything's fine. But then the guy's like, Yeah, now I need the power of attorney And I'm like excuse me, what? he's like, yeah, I need the power of attorney, it's not your name in the car paper, so I need the power of attorney, you're allowed to drive it, I look at him, like, really confused, um, my mom's name's in the papers, and we don't have the same second name, so, last name, um, so, that is always a bit confusing for people, and I'm like, I don't have a power of attorney in Germany and Europe, it works like this, blah blah blah, you get registered with the insurance, and then you can drive the car, He's like, yeah, I can't, I won't let you pass the border if you don't have a power of attorney. And I'm like, "Mm, fuck. So we asked if maybe Michal can walk the last like 20 meters out of the Turkish border area. Um, And while they were not happy about it, they did allow it. So Michal could go through, he could take a taxi to go to that town, to then take a bus, to then take the plane. What a journey and i was forced to turn around i was rejected at the turkish border that's something that never happened to me and it it was really a, an emotional turmoil like i came back to the greek side and the greek guy who had to control me while coming in he was like oh they didn't let you in and i'm like yeah car papers and he's like oh typical like even the people on the border are annoyed by how they control um so I, I drive back to the spot where Michiel's van is parked. I'm crying and like really emotional because I'm very, very bad at saying goodbye. And I just had to say goodbye for Michiel for three days. And it was very short because there were like all these border police people standing around us. And it was very stressful for me. So, uh, yeah, I was crying and a bit like um, it was a new experience to not be allowed in a country. I mean, with a European passport, And especially, like, traveling Schengen-wise, you're usually not even controlled at all at the borders, like, with Schengen at least. And then just knowing that you have, like, one of the, quote-unquote, best passports in the world that, like, takes you anywhere and you're rejected at a border, that is very, very, very weird. And I felt so, like, like I did something wrong and I felt, like, illegal there and was like, oh, I really just want to bring as many miles between me and that border crossing as however possible. But I had to wait for three days until Michel was back. And those three days, I was... I was shitting my pants. I was so scared that we couldn't, like, wouldn't manage to... Michael wouldn't manage to get back into Greece. Because that border crossing, you are not allowed to cross by foot. You either need a bike or a car. And a taxi driver will not be able to take him either. Because they are not allowed to just enter Greece. Um, So I had to go back there with my car to pick him up and the thing is the way they were so strict i was like okay you know what even if i get as far as i got last time they're not gonna let him walk these five meters back in that is not going to happen i don't think so but i can't change anything because i can't get an official power of attorney because i'm not in germany and like my mom and i and someone to validate all of it would have to be present and that's just not gonna happen So I did the only thing that I could do, which is fake a power of attorney. I mean, I didn't fake it. My mom, she did actually like sign it and it's all her data. It's all real. And she's okay with me driving the car, obviously. Um, But it's not like a real power of attorney because the attorney part is missing. Let's put it that way. And I did like some Google translating to, so like put it in Turkish. Um, And then I had the PDF of that on my phone and some photos of like id cards of my mom so uh, that was all i could do so i drove back to the border when michael was like we tried to time it quite well i was like laying in bed waiting for his text and he's like okay we're 10 minutes away so i jump in my car and i started i drive to the border (laughs) like shaking and so excited um and also very nervous and very afraid so i get to the turkish side and when i get there i'm like hey guys just so you know i don't even want to go into turkey maybe i can save you some paperwork because i just want to pick up my boyfriend he's like right there like behind the next corner and the guy is like where is your boyfriend i'm like yeah he's right there And he's like i don't see your boyfriend i'm like yeah me neither because he's behind the border he's waiting outside because he doesn't have a car he's like you don't have no boyfriend here like this was the vibe and i was like oh god Um, so he starts checking my papers and while he does, um, he starts making some phone calls. I presume to find out if there's actually someone waiting there for me. And in between the phone calls, he's like, do you have the power of attorney? And I just hold up my phone and I show him that fake power of attorney. And he looks at it like really shortly. And then someone says something on the phone and he's like back on the phone again. And then he just forgot, I think, to really check the power of attorney. Like he didn't, he couldn't even have read it. Like you have to zoom in on my phone to even see anything, um and i think it just like went under with all the chaos and he didn't check and i was allowed to enter turkey and so i went into turkey did a u-turn right behind the border michel hopped in my car and we drove all the way back to greece and i was so relieved and happy and the guys on the greek border side it was very funny i told him like i'm gonna be back in a couple of minutes like i'm just picking someone up and they were like laughing and saying like hi dessa I they knew my name it was very funny um so yeah that was that was a lot that was a whole lot um and that i think is enough for telling a story right now but i think it's just uh, i think it has a gratitude piece because you know i am not used to not being able to exit or enter a country and that fear i felt of not being able to pick up my partner because I am not allowed to enter or they might like keep the car there I don't know I had like all these horror scenarios in my head that is something very new to me and that plays right in with today's topic which is to not treat something rare like it's normal I mean let that sink in it's such a beautiful saying um Just because you're used to something doesn't mean it's not special and rare. And the fact that I have never before in my life been rejected at a border crossing. And that I have never before in my life had problems with my passport or the car or the police or anything like that. That is an absolute blessing. And I can count myself so, so, so lucky for that. Um, But... Treating something rare like it's normal is something we do a lot. I think social media really um, makes that more extreme as well because you only see like highlight reels, like quite literally. You see highlight reels, you see the most amazing stuff, and yes, there are amazing accounts out there who are very real and honest, but still, you can decide and you do decide what you show on there and what you don't. Um, so I feel like with Instagram, It kind of just shows us that everyone has the new Uggs. Everyone has, I don't know, this and that car accessory. Or everyone has this and that phone. And that just becomes the new normal. And quite honestly, having the newest iPhone whenever it comes out is not normal. That is something that, I mean, it's portrayed as normal. But to me, it's not. Like, no, that is, oh my god, iPhones have been so expensive recently. Who can afford that? Like, if you can, fuck yeah, that's so cool. But just think about it. Most people, that's, like, over a month's worth of living that you pay for, like, a phone. Um, Even though your old phone is, is possibly still fine. And, like, no shade to people who always buy the newest iPhone. It's just, like, I want you to see that that's not normal. That is rare and that is beautiful that you can do that and you can fulfill that wish for yourself. But just be aware of the fact how amazing and how rare it is you know um and the same thing with having a roof over our heads or having food on our tables having unlimited water running out of our taps the question is where is the difference between simple gratitude and the don't treat something rare like it's normal part i think it's the celebration gratitude is like acknowledging okay i'm very grateful for the water that i have every single day just running out of my tap for free or at least like quite cheap Um not having to hold drugs anywhere or something like that and the do not treat something rare like it's normal part is it includes like a celebration to me it includes like the joy that you get when you can take a hot shower the joy that you get when you just realize like fuck I can take a hot shower whenever I want this is such a blessing I personally, I can't. I don't even have a shower in my van. Like, Michiel has one, and it even has hot water. And it's such a luxury because it's, it's, like, quite new. So this is the first, like, real travel we can use it on. Um, but it has limited water. So it's not like you can just stand under the shower forever and just, like, have your thoughts go and just relax, you know? Um, I feel like the biggest part where don't treat something where, like, it's normal comes in is in relationships and uh in love. And I feel like this has come up a lot for me recently with Michel and in our partnership. Um you know, you always go through phases with people you're surrounded with, no matter if it's romantically or as a friend or even just coworkers, that is normal and that is alright. Um, but if you live as close with each other and to each other as as human like Michel and I do it's important that you work your shit out (laughs) because otherwise it won't work we've been like with each other non-stop like literally for like I don't know three quarters of this year I guess we've been spending like most like literally like 90% of our time together and even like in one van or like two vans or whatever we've done the pilgrimage like the way of Saint Jacob I think it's called in English together and we've spent so much time like on each other's asses all the time and we have never once had like a real fight like we've never been of a different opinion like that much at all um but recently we came to the point to a point where um you know you do like little bickering stuff once like all the time and it just kind of like escalated a bit more and eventually we both said things that hurt the other person and um, we talked about it, Michael was like, hey, you know what you said there, that, that actually hurt me, and that reminded me of something that someone else used to say or do, um, and I said like something similar to him, um, so we talked about it, and it's fine now, and we worked it out, and that's beautiful, but it just reminded me so much of that, to not treat something rare like its normal part, all my life. Literally, all my life, I have wished and hoped and prayed to find someone, a man, like Michel, you know. In my last relationship, I was dreaming and hoping for even half the things that Michel just does without me asking. They were like the dream images, the things that would never come true. So that they are all my normal life now, quote-unquote normal, is it's so special and so rare and I know that so many people wish for that type of connection and that type of communication and openness and so who am I to not be freaking grateful every single day and to praise this relationship and this man like they're the highest good because they truly are um Yeah, so maybe that's a reminder for you. Don't treat something rare like it's normal because this is rare, this is stunning, this is beautiful, it is absolute magic. And also let me tell you, if you are currently in a relationship that does not fulfill you, that does not make you happy and where you feel like there has to be more, yes, there is more. Trust in that. I thought I would marry my ex. He was my first real relationship, the first person I... I was intimate with and I thought that the love I felt for him was all that there is. I thought that he would be the only one in my life forever and looking back on it now I am so grateful that it ended um, because it allowed me to meet Michal. So do not, I repeat, do not treat something rare like it's normal. Celebrate the beauty in your life. Become aware of it. Write it down. And if it's a person, tell them. If it's a thing, treat it kindly and well. If it's your pet, take it out for an extra walk every day and just show them how important and rare and beautiful they are to you. Just because we've been portrayed this image of, you know, extreme riches and luxury and happiness on social media and everywhere else all the time... That does not mean that you cannot find beautiful things and beauty and celebration in the mundane and in everyday details. Yeah. Hope you can take something with you out of all of that that I just said. Don't treat something rare like it's normal. Because it really, really isn't. And I'll see you in the next episode.